Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint today. Our guest is Leshe, uh, the founder at Authority Plug. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so excited to meet you. Please tell us what your campaign does. What is Authority Plug? Yeah, so Authority Plug is a content marketing consultancy. So the focus is on B2B SaaS companies and driving a profit-driven content marketing strategy for these companies. How do you help uh, B2B SaaS companies? Yeah, so the first thing I do is I come in and assess kind of the current landscape of your content marketing strategy. Basically, mm -hmm. just to see if you're creating a strategy based on views and impressions and clicks, or if you're actually creating one based on profitability. And I think that's the that's the biggest gap I see with a lot of companies. It's like they've been creating content, but they're not sure how to have that content drive in revenue or even how to track attributable revenue back to content. I understand, I understand. What are the services that uh, you offer? Yeah, so it's really just consulting. So basically it's me coming into a B2B SaaS company and mm -hmm. advising their team on how to create product-led content. So I'll create the strategy for the team and then the team goes out and actually creates the content, but I advise on exactly how that content should be structured, what keywords we're doing it around, what order we should do the keywords in order for them to be able to drive profitability fast. Is there a minimum number of uh, content writers that they should uh, have before yeah, contacting you? I, yeah, for sure. So I would say anywhere from like one to four is great. So you don't need a big team in order to make this happen. Your team just needs to know exactly the type of content they need to be writing around and exactly how to do that. Mm. What's the biggest mistake that uh, B2B SaaS companies make with uh, content marketing? Just thinking that they need to chase search volume, thinking that volume is going to cure all the troubles that they're having right now, thinking that publishing more articles is going to fix the problem when that's actually not going to fix the problem. It's going to make the problem much worse because when you do finally come around to actually wanting to get a strategy in place, you're going to have a mess on your hands. So I think the biggest mistake is just thinking that volume is going to fix strategy and it's not. What's uh, a good thing that they do? What's something in particular, apart from other industries that uh, B2B SaaS companies are really good at in uh, in content marketing? Let's yeah, uh, so, <laughs> no, that, yeah, I'm noticing something is um, SaaS companies are starting to hire a lot of journalists and they're, you know, they have subject matter experts within the organization. I think that's a great start. Um, I think that's the current landscape of content marketing and that's how like, things are going to be moving. It's going to be more journalists coming out as strategists. Um, but I think that's a good thing that they do. Like they have subject matter experts on their team. It's just, they don't know how to utilize them properly. When should a company think about hiring a consultant, um, an expert, an agency for their content marketing efforts, or should they do it in-house? How, how do you view the Yeah, I think it just really depends on like company goals. So if you're if you're not quite ready to hire in-house yet, but you feel like content marketing could be a viable acquisition channel for your SaaS, that's when you probably need to bring in a consultant because number one, they're cheaper than bringing somebody in-house. Um, you don't have to worry about employee turnover, benefits, everything else that comes with hiring an employee. Um, yep. So I think it depends on company goals. I would also say like, 
I would also tell SaaS companies don't start content marketing like unless you have your product market fit, number one. And then number two, you should be converting through a cold channel already. So that that's kind of like proof of concept and make sure your messaging and yep. positioning is correct. Once you have those things dialed in, then you can dig further and see if content marketing would be like a viable acquisition channel for you. Thank you for sharing. And I guess an agencies of uh, content writers would be the, the next step after the messaging is right and they want to scale. Yes. Yes. So usually how it is, it's like, they have the subject matter experts um, in-house and then they'll probably bring on a writer or two and then they try to just, you know, say, you know, publish what you think works or do some keyword research. And but, you know, again, like the the thing that's missing is just like. You can't just do regular keyword research. And when I say regular, I just mean, OK, let's just find the thing with the highest search volume and go after that. Like you need to be thinking yeah. about content marketing from a profitability standpoint. And then once you do, you'll see it through a different lens. It won't just be like, oh, let's go after the highest search volume. It'll be, let's go after the keywords with the highest intention. I understand. I understand. Um, do you also have a team? Do I have a team? Yes. No, it's just me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's not an agency, more like a oh, particular uh, independent consultant, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Like I, I tried the whole agency thing that wasn't really for me to say, but the thing I love to do the most is like the strategy part of this. So what I did is I kind of tried to position my consultancy where it's like I plug into their company as like the senior content marketing manager and just mm -hmm. kind of guide their writers on exactly what they need to do to start driving in inbound demos as soon as possible. Why did you choose to, to be a consultant? Yeah. So I, I'm not going to completely shade agencies, right? Like it's, it, it's a lot of great content marketing agencies out there. Where, like I've worked for a few of them, but the thing I would tell SaaS companies like to be careful with, with agencies is just like, make sure they're reporting on the metrics that you care about. So if you care about inbound demos, but the agency isn't reporting that to you every month, there may be a disconnect there. They may be more focused on traffic clicks and impressions where you're focused on, okay, how is this content making us money? And I think you just need to be very like aware of what your goals are and then kind of just align your goals with what the agency is offering. The thing that I've seen and been a part of at multiple agencies is that they don't report on inbound leads because it's like they don't know how to track it. It's like that whole dark social thing when it's actually not really dark social, you actually can track it, but it's just a lot of content marketers and agencies don't necessarily know how to track it. So what they do is they say, oh, your traffic went up 15% this month, whoop de doo But it's like, how is that making us money at the end of the day? Because at the end of the day, the C-suite wants to know how are our marketing dollars generating an ROI for us? And a lot of people don't have the answer to that question. I understand, I understand. There's a lot of buzz with uh, AI right now. What are the future trends that you see with uh, artificial intelligence? I think, marketing? Yeah. yeah, so I, this may be pretty controversial, I'm not sure, but I think that AI is probably going to replace low-level writers. Like, so when I say low-level writers, I'm not, you know, like attacking anybody if they write this way. Like I used to do the same thing, but like, if you look for a keyword and then you type it into Google and then you'd scan like the top 10 results 
and then try to craft your message from everybody else's message. Like to me, that's low level writing. It, it's not your own opinion. It's not your own formulated thoughts. You're taking everybody else's thoughts, which are probably not great either. And you're putting them all together. Like AI can do that. So what's the point of view? I, you know, a company could get AI to do it, not have to pay you, not have to deal with any deadlines or being late or anything like that. So it's just like, what value do you bring to an organization at that point? It's like, the way you're going to keep yourself safe from being replaced by AI is just writing really high quality content, like making sure it has a strong point of view. And the way you do that is you don't get your information from Google. Like you get the information from within the company. Like, so for example, you would talk to sales and you would talk to customer success to kind of like get those two different points of views. And then like you storytell in your content. That's also something I've seen that AI can't really like necessarily storytell the way we can. It's just like it, 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 you can just tell when content has that human element versus when it's just like AI written. I can, yeah, it, it's an easy spot. So it's just like if, if you work on honing your skills as a content writer, if you work on your interviewing skills, if you learn how to take customer pain points and correctly position them in an article to where it makes someone wants to say, you know, oh, I want to sign up for a demo. Like if you can do that, you're going to, you're going to be okay. Right. But if you're like just scanning the top 10 search results of Google and then taking that and compressing it, that's like 2015, like it's not going to work. Correct. Correct. Because that's, that's unique content and it uh, really solves the issue with uh, their personality in it. So yeah, that's fantastic. Thank, yes. thank you for sharing. Um, for sure. Why did you choose the, the B2B SaaS space? Yeah, funny. Like I used to hate SaaS. Um, I used <laughs> to do uh, <laughs> e-commerce. So back, you know, in the day when I was like building affiliate websites and stuff like that, it was mostly e-commerce based because I was building like Amazon affiliate websites. So mm -hmm. I got my start in e-com and then I was like, okay, let me just try like try this for some actual e-com companies. And then with working with agencies, it started to work. And I was like, cool, but it got boring after a while. And I'm like, okay, I'm bored. What can I pursue next? And I started doing SaaS content and I was like, this is really interesting and it's really nuanced. Um, I, I like it. And I don't know why my brain tends to go towards things that are more difficult, but um, yeah. And I think that e-commerce experience gave me a different footing in this industry, mainly because I can bring a B2C creative to a B2B market. And that's mm. kind of like what we see happening in the B2B space. Like we're seeing influencers and all types of things. So it's like, I think actually doing the e-com actually helped me more than I think it did. I understand. That's, that's a nice perspective to have. Um, what was the most helpful uh, SaaS product that you used on a daily basis? Probably Ahrefs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Ahrefs is like my go-to. I love ClearScope for on-page SEO, and mm -hmm. even just slightly digging into that, like I'm not someone that believes you need to have an entire suite of products in order to make a content strategy work. Really, I think I only have maybe like three or four products max. And then at that point, it's just like, I, you don't really need, I think I think people overcomplicate the process with tools. It's like content marketing is complicated, 
but they overcomplicate it even more with tools and things like that. It's like, even with tools, it's like, what differentiator do you offer? Because we all have access to the same tools, right? We've got all, all access to Ahrefs. We can see the same keywords and things like that. But the content writing is where the differentiation comes in, not in the tools that we use, because we all have access to the same tools. That's right. That's right. What's the best piece of advice you'd have for a content writer joining the, the B2B SaaS space? Take some time and learn, like practice a lot. Even if you don't have any clients right now, it's okay. Take mm -hmm. a random SaaS company, one that is interesting to you, and attempt to try to create. I like product-led content. I know there's other types of content, but the content that I've seen that works really, really well is like product-led content. So if you're an up-and-coming marketer interested in doing that, like just practice. There's, there's, you're never gonna be able to sit and read everything and learn about everything just by reading. Like you need to read and then go execute. And that's the mistake I made for 10 years. Like oh. I was just reading and reading and reading and not executing on anything. Um, so just learn and execute, make the mistakes, learn, execute, make the mistakes. And eventually, eventually you're gonna get it it's just it's it's really like putting in reps at the gym it's just a muscle that you have to build over time um but you can just again like just making sure you're not reading too much and you're actually executing like if you need help reach out to it's people all over linkedin that do this stuff um like reach out to people that's something that i was doing once i started posting content people would reach out to me and we would get on calls and things like that but don't be afraid to ask for help if you don't understand something. That's the quickest way to be able to cut the learning curve is to ask for help. How important is uh, LinkedIn posting for your, uh, for your strategy, for getting new, new clients? You're a, you're <laughs> I would say it's pretty important at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing is, like, I, I, I've been doing this internet stuff so long, it's like I don't depend on... I try not to depend on, like, one platform, so... In the midst of like building up a LinkedIn audience, like I've taken that audience over to email where I send out like a bi-weekly email of like a visual framework and the template that they can use. Um, so I'm trying to diversify the audience and like bring them into owned assets because LinkedIn could, could not, not the entire site, right? But my account could get shut down tomorrow for something yeah. I have no reason what happened. Um, yeah. So in order to kind of like de-risk things a little bit like I like to bring people to my owned assets and then kind of like nurture them from there absolutely absolutely um I'd love to hear an, an example of a happy customer a happy client you had and uh, one uh, one interesting story yeah so a really interesting story <laughs> is that an agency I was working for had this client in the accessibility space um so basically websites that aren't accessible like if your website isn't accessible to people that are like blind or can't hear you can actually be sued for that so he well. helps people with that and the agency i was working at was not focused on helping him drive inbound leads it's like they said they were but they were still focusing on what i talked about in the beginning which is top of funnel metrics which is like the views the clicks and it's like when we would deliver the reporting to him you know i, I would have to deliver the reporting and you know, I would be like, oh, our traffic raised 15% this month and blah, 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 blah. And I just never, it just never really sat with me, right? And I'm just like, we need to be reporting on how many leads our content specifically bought him this month. 
And it was really none at the time. That's why the founder didn't want to report on it. But what happened was the client pulled me in a call and he was like, the only reason I'm still here is because of you. Because um, I was getting like laid off at that time. So he was just like, are you doing anything on your own? Are you going to start something? I was like, no, I wasn't going to. But, you know, he's like, I would sign up as a client and then landed him <laughs> as a client. Four months after that, he was driving like, 15 inbound demos a month from the content and then like two more months after that it went up to 30 and then it just really started to compound from there and then fast forward to today he's landing like six-figure government contracts and stuff all from content marketing so it's pretty powerful once you once you get a good strategy in place and start to scale on it a little bit it's pretty powerful that's awesome that's that's fantastic but why do you think that most agencies do not uh, report on those specific metrics and choose to the the clicks the generic stuff i feel like most agencies do that is because they don't know any better like for a long time they've been able to get away with just reporting on traffic because they know they kind of take advantage of people not totally understanding seo and they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, we got, you know, this increase in traffic and this should lead to more sales when actually more traffic does not necessarily mean more sales. Like if you're going super top of funnel, it's like that those people are not going to buy anything from you. I don't care if you're getting 10,000 visitors a month on this piece. Like if they're mentally not ready to buy from you, they're not going to buy from you. And I think the problem with agencies is just like they're so used to operating with like smoke and mirrors. It's like they they don't report on the things that actually matters to the client. And then let's 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 be honest too. It's like a lot of agencies, like when when B2B SaaS companies work with agencies, a lot of their accounts are taken on by a junior rep that knows nothing about the product, nothing about the industry, which is which brings me back to why SaaS companies need subject matter experts in-house to be able to like work with, you know, work with a strategist. But a lot of them and then the other half of people, you know, so one half of agencies are okay working with smoke and mirrors as long as they get the check. And then the other half of agencies don't even really know how to track. They think it's a part of dark social or something like that. And they don't know how to track leads from content. So I really think it comes down to those two things. But again, like if a SaaS company is looking at working with an agency, like just be very thorough on how you vet them, ask questions. If you care about driving inbound demos from your content, you need to ask them on the first call. Like, what KPIs do you report on? And if inbound demos is not one of them, then I wouldn't, that's not something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> Your insights are super valuable. Thank you so much. Is there no, anything else sure. that you want to, to share on today's podcast? Uh, I'm sorry, say that again. Is there anything else that you want to mention on today's podcast? Um, keep publishing. Like if you're, If you're in a company right now where you feel undervalued, don't ever be afraid to look for something new. Work on increasing your skills. I'm not going to say, oh, you've got to, you should build a personal brand, should, but really work on increasing your skills first so you can move around in the market a little bit. I know things are like unstable with, you know, layoffs and things like that. Just continuously refine your skills. You're going to be fine. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to people to ask for help. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, and and just be open and receptive to 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 
really honing in on your skills and really focus on execution. Like execution, the reason that you're scared to move forward is because you're you're pondering on how you're going to do this instead of just moving forward and doing. You're obsessing over the how. Take the how out, just start executing, and everything's going to fall in place for you. You did fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.